Hi, hello, hello, and welcome to Injected Podcast, where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hiya. Hey, welcome everyone. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and use the hashtag Injected Podcast on Twitter. Yep, yep. Yes, please. Um, yeah. Hi guys. I'm Alexandra. I'm Diana. Welcome. And how is everyone doing this week? I'm really good actually. Um yeah, I feel like I've had a really good week. It's been really productive. That's good. And Ooh. I've had fun. I went to watch a basketball game on a Friday night, mm-hmm. London Lions, and that was really fun. And then today, met up with you, and we went on our Black History walk around Brixton, and that was... Yeah. I had... Even though it's pissing down with rain, I actually had a really mm-hmm. good time because I normally I'm the type of person that hates walking in the rain, but I actually really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that was it was good. Like, because to be honest, I'm not even gonna lie to you. This morning I was just like, why am I getting up at 7:30 a.m. <laughs> on, on a, a fucking Sunday. Sunday? This is not funny, and I'm not going to church. Like yeah. now, I just feel bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> usually I have an excuse because I'm in bed, but no, mm. I'm actually out of my bed. On a Sunday at seven thirty, like at eight at eight a.m., mm-hmm. I was just like, "This, this is not right." But mm. and I was like, "And the weather, the mm, weather was not not it." Yeah. Um, and as well, I'm still sick, so I was just like, "This is not the one." Mm-hmm. But um, actually, it was good. It was really interesting. It was interesting, just like hearing new names and stuff. Yeah, that definitely. I haven't, that I haven't known of, and mm. um. Yeah, and and as well, I'm, I'm just I. So, guys, I'm I'm half Guyanese, and I just didn't realize like how big the Guyanese community actually is yeah, in the UK. Definitely. Like, yeah, and it's funny though because it's like I do meet quite a few Guyanese people. Like mm. um, when I was at I was at the Vamp um, Black Power brunch mm. uh, in during the week, and um, the girl that I was talking to, she was Guyanese. Oh, really? Um, That's really cool. Yeah, and. But it was funny though because she she said that she was from Guyana, mm. um, and I was like, "Oh, me too." And she was just like, "What?" <laughs> like she was really, but she just doesn't meet anyone who yeah. is Guyanese. She just doesn't meet any Guyanese people. Mm. Um, so she's mixed race, mm. and um, her story is really interesting actually. Um, but yeah, and she just and she was just saying how like she was just so shocked because we were the same age mm. and um and she was like i just don't meet people who are the same age as me i don't meet people who are and i don't meet anyone who's from guyana yeah and she just just never really meets people like that and she just and she's and at the moment she's feeling a calling to kind of get closer to her guyanese roots Aww, and stuff like that that's lovely she's like she's very sweet mm. um yeah and i just feel like it was kind of like a lot of like signs for her mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and yeah. um but yeah but I like forget that there's so many because like when I was at uni I met quite a few Guyanese people mm. at uni and before then I never met anyone who was Guyanese um yeah. but What's... like just eat yeah but just going on this yeah. walk and then just knowing because obviously um Guyana is um is pretty much is next door to Trini mm-hmm. um to Trinidad like I f- I think that's why a lot of kind of the roots on this Black History walks. It's like a lot of the roots, um, like were a lot, a lot of the act, a lot of activists and stuff were from Guyana and mm. were from Trinidad because um, they're so close together. And well, we learnt today that um, 
Guyana and Trinidad have have free education all the way through high school, whereas mm. in Jamaica you have to pay after primary school or something. Mm, crazy. Or, um, yeah, and it's just like oh, so um, the kind of it's more it's like the roots were there for higher education, so that's why you probably got more um, Guyanese and Trinidadian and um, mm. and Tobagan people coming to the UK for education and stuff like that. Maybe yeah, um, for yeah. further education and stuff because yeah. the barriers weren't there. But yeah, yeah it was with, very interesting with the um, Jamaican thing. I can't remember what date they said, but they said. Um, one I don't know if it's now or back in like the 60s or something but over 70% of Jamaicans um, were illiterate or are illiterate yeah and because think, they can't afford school I think she said school. like 60s oh the 60s yeah because they couldn't afford the to go to school or something. and I just find that yeah. absolutely crazy considering the amount of things that Jamaica has given to the world do you know what I mean like some of the best music and stuff like that and it's like but then that's the thing like Again, when yeah. you kind of think of Jamaica, mm. you think of sports, you think of music, yeah, you like think of the non-vocational, yeah. you know, exactly. Um, and even with the whole, um, if we think about it, how we get a lot of um, nurses mm-hmm. who are who are Jamaican and stuff, like nursing traditionally wasn't something that you studied no, before. No, it's true. And, it, and nursing was a vocational role. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously very prestigious, very, very respectable, um, a very respectable occupation. But mm. again, it's vocational. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. And um, comparing it to what we learned today, there's a lot of Guyanese um, poets and artists as well, um, mm, which I'm yeah. interested to look into, like the poetry stuff, because I've never really gotten into poetry. And I feel like I feel like reading poets from the Caribbean might like you know inspire me to like read a bit more and get into it because Mm -hmm. I just get a bit bored of um well it's not like I even look at poems on a regular basis but like I'm not really drawn to it but um I feel like I feel like some of the people that we learned about today I'm definitely going to go and look up and see what kind of they've created in the past um Mm because I just found it really interesting like there's there's just so much to learn and Brixton as well is just full of everything is influenced by black people and Caribbean people every corner you turn down there is some sort of mm-hmm. um, statue or road name or something even hidden that uh, refers to something um, to do with like black history and it's just crazy like I, I don't really go to Brixton that often but there's just so much to learn about that area it's really cool mm-hmm. it's fun it, what's just like so amazing as well is that like of course there's going to be black history in areas like this yeah um and like i'm sure like if we kind of walked around notting hill there'll be so much history Mm -hmm. kind of just like being around notting hill like for example like with the mangrove five Mm. um like even going to the spot that where that was as well Mm -hmm. and it's i think what it was for me that was just I'm not going to say it wasn't shocking or anything, Mm. but it's just like, I'm just like, how are we still fighting the same fight? Like, like everything was kind of all situated in, um, in terms of police brutality, the police, um, 
over policing areas the police mm. attacking areas like to the fact like hearing about like um about some of the areas that we were walking around were bombed and stuff like mm. that and that's why they've got the new street names and mm. like Mar- marcus garvey way and stuff like that and it's just like that's just fucking mad and it's fucking disgusting like mm. how is it that we're still fighting the same fight now we like we have we have black people dying in police custody now. We have Chris Cabba, like, uh, being the most recent mm. um, person to be murdered by by the police. And it's just like, I just... How are we still fighting the same fight? Yeah. Like, and how, have we, how have we gotten nowhere? It is very exhausting because, like, even though you can look back and think, wow, like those people are all trailblazers our grandparents they've been through so much like we we went um was it the black archives museum what was that place called yeah yeah we went into there and yeah. they, they the have black a cultural archives yeah and that was really cool they have a big um like kind of poster thing of history of black britons since like 100 bc um AD. Yeah, it had 100 AD. Yeah. 100 to 210 AD to 400 AD. Yeah. And, and I, that was of Black Britain people. Yeah, yeah. Like that they've been trying to say that they wasn't, <laughs> that we weren't here. Literally. And um, it is so interesting that Black people have been in this country for so long. But it, the sad thing about the timeline is like every five to 10 years, like there was a death but caused by a police officer or a white person murdered a black person and that mm, caused a huge destruction or, or a riot yeah and it's mm. like over and over again that was the common theme like people are dying yeah people are being that killed the by theme. the state that is the theme black like people being killed yeah and there, there were and sprinkles of like interesting things here and there but and achievements but just constantly seeing that over and over again it's like fucking hell why can't black people just be left alone like what, what's the Literally, problem <laughs> why are we still fighting this fight like and as well i find it just so crazy because you know like how and this is something that's been on my mind like this past week mm. um and this whole idea of how you know like this idea of oh yeah those people the jamaicans they're lazy they're uneducated Mm. all of this stuff like all of those stereotypes all of those Mm -hmm. um things that have been placed on a lot of um caribbean people and stuff and black and black people but then the thing is is that they've rigged their systems on purpose Mm. to like even kind of even now not kind of even now they've rigged the systems to be to be excluding disproportionate um disproportionately excluding black boys Mm. um because and they're doing it on purpose so they don't get an education they're not excluding them because of bad behavior they're excluding them of a higher purpose to not let black people be educated because mm-hmm. the thing is is that education and knowledge is is what is going to is what is going to provide black people with the tools to be able to make money with the mm. tools to be able to make something in this life and i understand why and we're going to get onto this as well mm. later in the podcast i understand why now like why my parents it was just such a big thing education is such a big mm-hmm. thing getting a degree yes everybody go get your degree go go do your exams mm. go do this because 
it's it's part of the system and it's part of the of the plan of these institutions to make sure black people are not getting their education because then it means that black people can only do certain level of jobs mm, yeah it means that it keeps black people in manual work or entertainment it keeps black people <laughs> or entertainment if you're lucky but then that's the thing because that's that's and that's another ploy by these institutions i'm sorry guys look all you rappers all you footballers out there look cool cool but it's another ploy by these institutions by making it by making it feel like the only way black people can be successful is if they're an athlete if they're a footballer if they're some kind of musician Mm. It means that, okay, let's lower the prospects of all of these black people. You got all of these people striving to be the next in the game. Hmm. Cool TikTok, making it, TikTok social media, making it a bit, e- making it a tiny bit easier, mm-hmm. but it's also giving more competition. And it means that, okay, cool. Let's, let's keep them all in this pool. That's all they're good enough. Mm-hmm. That's all they can do because, you know, they can only provide culture mm-hmm. to this place. Yeah. Instead of giving them other means of how they can make money in a in a way that's actually quite stable and a way that's not as volatile, a way that's actually um, substantial. Yeah, in a yeah. sense. Do you yeah, know what definitely. I mean? Definitely. And on your point about education as well, this is something that we were told today. Um, when you look at like Guyana and Trinidad, they provided education to children. They provide education to children up until free education. I'm not sure if it's university mm-hmm. level, but at least through high school. No, it's up until high school. So yeah. same how we've got in the in the UK, education is free up until like high school, college level. Yeah, but yeah. and then you pay when you go to uni. So it's it's basically similar to how our comprehensive schools work here. Yeah. So why are the other Commonwealth countries in the Caribbean? Um, aren't actually able to provide education to their children over that certain stage is because the influence Mm -hmm. of Britain, they're not allowing and they haven't allowed the other Mm -hmm. Commonwealth countries to actually... um, provide that level of education for free and because they want to avoid giving these children education, which is just... Yeah. It's it's so sick. What what I find crazy as well is that I feel that they've done it again. This is another institutional plot that mm. this British Empire have put on on the Commonwealth because again they're keeping countries like Jamaica mm. um, and able to access education because Jamaica was such a big country and a big in turning points in a lot of yeah. um, in a lot of um, things that are happening and by doing that. Let's keep, since Jamaica was such an influential country mm. in the Caribbean, okay, yeah, let's keep the Jamaicans uneducated. So then, because they're the ones with the influence, they've done it on purpose. This is another institutional plot. Yeah, and they also you said call, as You well, can call me a conspiracy theorist, I don't give a <laughs> shit, but like, there's another institutional plot. They said as well, because um, the sugar industry um, and sugar plantations were so huge in Jamaica, um, mm-hmm even post-slavery. They wanted more workers to work Yeah, they wanted more workers on the farm rather than educated workers because they were Mm -hmm. providing um, the plantation owners with so much money Mm -hmm. who a lot of them are based in the UK, live in the UK. And it's just, it's not not even like conspiracy theory. It's just like real. It's the truth. It's set up. (laughs) It's strategic. (laughs) 
They've been strategic. <laughs> and it's, they it's, have been strategic. It's this not British right. Empire. And even like, with like the whole Windrush thing as well, there was a timeline of the Windrush and the mm-hmm. other boats that also came to the UK. I think they came to Liverpool and where was the other place? Um, Southampton, uh, You said I there was think. a dock in Essex. Um, yeah, that that's Windrush came into Tilbury and Essex. Um, but the other two mm-hmm. boats, I think it was Southampton and Liverpool before the Windrush. Yeah. And um, the people that arrived here were the only ones that could afford to come over here. And then once they were here, mm-hmm. like people that were well-trained soldiers and um, worked in the military and, you know, had really prestigious jobs in their countries were then um, only allowed to have jobs here that were like cleaners and janitors mm. and things like that. So I can even like it's just sorry, it's sorry so to sad. interrupt. Yeah, yeah, because I can even talk about like with what with my granddad mm. his situation. So um, he wasn't on the Windrush or anything. He wasn't part of that, but he mm. was invited to the UK. He had an advertisement. Um, so basically, my family. Um, on both sides actually of my family they were all tailors um, mm. so like my granny or my my dad's mom, she's a seamstress mm. and then also my mother's father their mm-hmm. family are all tailors um, so he came to the UK for a tailor job he had mm. the advert for the tailor job he came for the tailor job um, however like he and I've heard the story from my granddad how he he's he said oh yeah stupidly I didn't I didn't I didn't bring the advertisement with me mm. for the job that I wanted to do yeah. and then they just put him on the British railway, railways mm. <laughs> and he came to be a tailor yeah they um, said it was easy to get jobs like there was a lot of jobs around it's just the jobs well of course there were a lot of jobs because this is post world war exactly. two Britain but the jobs and they were, were invited like over jobs. here to rebuild <laughs> but this is the thing yeah. they um the Windrush generation were invited to the UK to re- rebuild this country basically mm. um, after the after the war and so like my so my granddad saw an advertisement for tailors and this is the thing a lot of the people from Windrush they saw advertisement for jobs different jobs so they're paid mm. yeah they're paid to come over here for a certain job and then just got pushed into manual mm-hmm. work and and that was the thing so my granddad got pushed onto the doing the railways yeah my granddad and then he, worked he, on he, TFL <laughs> yeah and he well so yeah so my granddad obviously um my my grandparents they lived in Birmingham mm. so they were working on British railways and he worked for the British railways for 60 years oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just and yeah. he, got, he got a pocket watch for his six years of service mm. um for British railways and like and don't get me wrong like he we used to work in the signal box and it and it was prestigious like mm. um after working there for so long and working your way up it was prestigious however he came to be a tailor. Yeah, it's just <laughs> sad though because even though we can laugh at it, it's like as a man and back then, um, the ideas mm-hmm. of masculinity being about being able to provide for your family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's literally like you just have to put your dreams on hold because all your ambitions and what you want to do, and you're you're working in survival mode because you have no other option. And not only in well, it's this- the career like world, but also in housing because we also read today that yeah. ha- social housing wasn't allowed for um, people yeah. that came over on the Windrush and it during that period of time they had to rent privately or buy Mm -hmm. which was obviously very expensive but um 
they couldn't buy many places or rent in many places because there was a whole no dogs, no Irish, no blacks thing going on. So mm. <laughs> it's just like constant setup. And it must have been so yeah. hard for people. I think as well, it's this idea of, to be honest, I think with a lot of them, it's not even about dreams being put, put mm. on hold. It's like there wasn't, they, there wasn't any kind of like... They weren't to know what what dreams could be had in this country. Yeah. So it's literally like you get the job that you can, you get you get the money you can, and one day you will buy your house, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, because even when I so like the story of my grandparents, um, this these are my mom's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, like so I've heard the story about how my grandparents so um my granddad sent for my granny um so he came here first got a job whatever then he sent for my granny and how they lived with an irish family i think mm. um and then they went to get married and base and basically the irish man who lived there was like they he liked my grandparents mm. and he was just like oh um so my grandparents went to get married and um the Irishman had said, "Look, I've got this money, and I want it for you to buy to buy your house. But I want you to buy your house just for you and your wife." Mm-hmm. And the Irishman really wanted to give my grandparent, give my granddad the money to buy that mm-hmm. house, um, which I think my granddad refused the money in the end mm-hmm. because pride, most likely. Mm-hmm. But I think as well, it's kind of the idea. While the Irishman obviously probably like meant well mm-hmm. um and was just doing something out of kindness you know and just really liked um my granddad mm-hmm. and my granny um i think as well being told okay your house is only for this you do you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. kind of like there's like conditions on that money and i feel mm-hmm. like kind of with pride wise it's easy I can understand why my granddad probably turned down that money because obviously back in, back then you have your house, but your house is an open house for the other for mm. the other people in your black community. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like true. the house, the house, whoever owned a house, everybody is at that house. Everybody mm. lives at that house kind of thing. So, um, and I think that was another reason why he turned down the money from the Irish man. But I just, sorry, I just, um, mm. that was just a bit of a tangent, but I just thought that was interesting just about how like, how just community worked even with kind mm. of even getting to buying your houses and stuff like that and yeah, um yeah that is interesting um i think like one of my main takeaways from it is that i definitely need to learn more about the different groups that are still around now because back in the 50s 60s 70s mm-hmm. 80s there were so many fucking groups of black people yeah. black women queer people queer black people all coming together to fight towards the same cause which was like liberation yeah. essentially and they and must all be still exist yeah like where the fuck really? are they because all of these old people that were the leaders are all still alive but they're like we just assume well they've probably retired and they're just trying to relax now but like mm. where where is the like back end of that do you know what I mean where are the youngsters and like their children is there any is there any groups if anyone knows of any groups of any like black socialist groups I'd be definitely interested in reading a bit about them and you know knowing what's going on I guess the thing is as well is like because I guess a lot of these groups partially might have been kind of passed down through family and stuff like Mm. that because I'm just thinking about how um, so my granddad was one of the founders of Donor which is the Dominican um what does it stand for? Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
Dominica mm-hmm. Overseas National Association. Cool. Okay. So yeah, so <laughs> Dona. Um, so my granddad was one of the founders of the Birmingham branch of Dona. Mm. And um my and then my mum has kind of because like there was no one to kind of take it over, like my mum started to kind of do things underneath the donor name mm. as well. Um uh yeah and um but basically because i feel like because a lot of these corporations like when you haven't got people to kind of like you it like because just like how you said how we don't know where these mm. charities and organizations are like and who are they and who's running them and how do we get involved mm. this is the thing it's like it's kind of like these organizations because obviously back in the in the 60s 70s 80s the way these would run Mm. like people would know of them because obviously everything was so kind of face-to-face contact everything was Mm. kind of the way message message was spread around you had to go to these organization events now that we're in a place where now we've got everything on social media i feel like the charities just haven't updated with that yeah even when because even when we were talking to mm. the guide at the end and she was kind of like oh I'm not on social media I don't really yeah. want to be on there I don't really want to you know just stuff like that but then she's very knowledgeable like she could have a yeah a, she could have a platform a, a wide a, a large podcast. platform yeah like she could do a lot with her knowledge <laughs> yeah and um but then it's just this whole idea of like oh you know when you when you've got kind of like a, a like a the slightly older generation mm. I can't even say that because like, even my mum today was just like I'm not old and I was like <laughs> you said old not me <laughs> and then she's like and I was like well what and I said to her what do you want me to call you elderly and she's like and she's like your dad's elderly and I'm like what? <laughs> elderly that's worse <laughs> like, this is the thing though but apparently it's not worse because I keep have this argument keeps coming around mm. with these with with these elders <laughs> the argument keeps coming um, I think if I call my parents elderly they'd smack me <laughs> it's like what am I meant to call you yeah. I can't call you like because I could also cannot call you an aging population so what do oh I call my God. you <laughs> um, uh, and don't get me wrong I don't think of my mum as old and like if you if you guys see my mum Mm. that woman <laughs> like I don't know what I don't know what what she's got in the water and I hope she's like giving Passing me some down. kind of secret yeah <laughs> like, literally <laughs> but um anyway yeah I just feel like these organizations just haven't moved as moved with the times as such kind of yeah. thing that's that's kind of what my opinion is on mm-hmm. the whole idea where are they yeah we yeah. don't know it's true um but I think what is the company called? If anyone's interested in going on any of these types of tours, it's called Black History Walks. You can find them on Instagram. They've got websites and stuff. I've signed up to their mailing list, and they always send round mm-hmm. um, like events that are coming up, and they've got a lot coming up. Like they they do oh, like good. river cruises, they do tours around different parts of London um, and different parts of the UK as well. Of, um, 
like the one we went on was specifically about black women um but they do others on certain black figures or mm-hmm. um monuments and that mean black this, women this and this Brixton as well yeah 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 but there's a lot like and it was really reasonably priced like the tour guide was so good and the group of people mm-hmm. really nice as well that we did it with um so yeah if anyone's interested definitely sign up for it it's a good it's a good way to get some exercise in as well because we were walking for like two and a half hours <laughs> yeah but as well it wasn't like too much walking because obviously no, we were standing we learning about things looking yeah. at looking at historical buildings sites mm. where you know we saw where it's just interesting just actually being like okay this is what was here yeah definitely and that that when it was like this building is the first building that um black women in like brixton or in london came together and started to discuss like problems yeah. around education and this building over here was when this person you know did this and, and like this it was, was just crazy one of the first record shops kind of yeah, thing that. Yeah. outside this record shop someone was arrested and it's yeah. just like for fuck's sake and down this road this like what you're saying this road was bombed during the Brixton riots it's like what yeah <laughs> crazy yeah just crazy hmm. um yeah but it was really good yeah it was it was good yeah I had a really um, good time yeah also what also oh sorry I just really want to just quickly touch on this yeah um cause Deanna told me to watch The Watcher um don't slate it I enjoyed it uh, Deanna enjoyed it I thought it was awful um but yeah that's I guess that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> but if yeah, you just you guys, wanna get you guys... in, get in the Halloween mood and watch it <laughs> Um, sure. <laughs> you did watch the whole thing, though, so it can't be that shit. I watched the whole thing because I was waiting for something to happen, and nothing happened. Mm. I feel, but um, you guys, you guys watch it. You guys um, decide <laughs> what you think. <laughs> I just sometimes I think it's funny when like we just have completely different opinions. <laughs> just yeah. to share it on here. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, I also started watching Love is Blind. I haven't started um, on that yet. I don't know if I will. So I think I think I might watch some of the reviews <laughs> because I think that might get me into it a bit more. Yeah. But well, I watched I'm on episode three and I I fell asleep. Um I was not really watching, turned it off, mm. um, put on the watcher, fell asleep again. No, joking. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I re- I actually put on my and kids. Um, I've been rewatching that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was uh yeah I started watching it. It's not at the moment. I'm just no one. Not I just don't care about any of these people mm. on here right now. None of them are gripping me. Not like I feel like no one. I don't think anyone else can go on this show and have the charm of Lauren and Cameron. Yeah, and they I just talked. I don't know. And I don't know how last season was so interesting to watch with the characters they found for last season. Because I'm sorry, yeah. that Shake character, I don't know where they found him. And Shane. And how Shane and Shayna, I yeah. don't know how they managed to get another Jess and what, what was his name? Jess and Kyle, Kyle. I don't know. That Jess, how they got another kind of a messy situation like that mm. Jess and that and that guy yeah. from the first season and how they managed to top Gianina 
<laughs> of a character. I don't know how they managed to like get more characters for season two, but this season I'm not seeing anything from anyone. Mm. Like just everything is dead coasting there's no drama like the Ayana and what's his name situation there's oh, nothing yeah, and Mallory yeah. the the love triangle there's no interesting love triangle drama like they, were, they had some that this wasn't really anything like I just didn't mm. care I just did not give a shit yeah I was not invested so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some of the girls with their reviews I think I might mm. just watch Love is Blind through their reviews actually mm. instead because the reviews are yeah. just much more fun than watching the actual show yeah I know what you mean I haven't watched reviews in ages though like of, of reality mm. TV um, but I feel like at the moment I'm not watching as many shows about love and reality TV, I'm just watching pure true crime, <laughs> and I need to rein it in oh, a little okay. bit. Because <laughs> because um you finished you finished Married at First Sight, and then just true crime came yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. True crime, true crime, true crime. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the season, isn't it? And I just can't resist it. I see things pop up on my YouTube, and it's like best friend was murdered by uh, girl was murdered by her two best friends. I'm so, like, oh my god, on- what? Uh, on YouTube, when you're watching the true crime on YouTube, are you just watching YouTubers who are talking about it or are they like proper kind of documentaries that they actually do? Not documentaries. It's like storytellers. So it's like, so this person, um, they're like on, on one morning in um, a Seattle, this girl, like <laughs> there's like a full storytelling yeah. kind of thing. Um, because I quite I've, like tried, them. I've tried watching them before, but then... Then I was kind of being like, mm. then I, w- I think basically I watched um, a video video essay by like Salem, um, mm. Salem Tovar, I think her handle is. Mm. And she was kind of, and, I've wa- and I watched a couple of video essays by different people. Cause I, was, Cause I wasn't sure how comfortable I was like watching these YouTubers talk mm. about, talk about people's, stories yeah. of them getting murdered because it's just kind of it's quite like is this insensitive mm-hmm. is it not um yeah and that, so i was just kind of watching them just seeing what kind of their take on it their analysis within their video mm-hmm. essay and um yeah i'm just not sure how i feel about them because some of them it's just yeah. like well especially like you get some of them who you know they're doing their makeup and and like there's one girl who's does does a makeup she's a british girl um she's from like up north somewhere i can't i can't remember where she's from um yeah so there's one british girl who and she does her makeup and whatever and she's also studying i think she's studying like criminology Mm. as well so like she's interested in it and stuff but like her makeup looks don't bang at the end and it's just kind of like you're just you're chatting about these people and then she's uh, getting their star sign up like like the, like oh their star sign is this you know guys mm, mm-hmm. like that that's saying something and it's just like hold on like what this you're kind of just being a bit judgy like I don't yeah yeah I don't know I don't watch people like that like I can't I don't really understand why you do your makeup like how do you juggle doing so many things at once because you've got to be researching and then talking then doing your makeup I just could not do that but um, yeah there's like there's this girl that I've watched called Kendall Ray and she does like true mm. crime but she does like um, missing people stories with um, family mm-hmm. members so family 
family members come on and tell the story come on yeah yeah and they they kind of have petitions and they talk about because a lot of the time when the family members come on it's because they're kind of sure that someone has done it they know they know that this person that the police has interviewed has probably done it but the police aren't pushing further so it's to like put more pressure on police to do more i guess in that case because it's to be honest in that case it's similar to a podcast really but it's just youtube yeah and Um, her videos are really cool and she does like not only crime in that aspect but like um she does crime when it comes to like um when governments and companies have done corrupt things and um, okay and like celebrity kind of like corruption and stuff like that her videos are really cool she used to do the conspiracy theory stuff but she does mm-hmm. um it, a lot of it is like true crime I mean, it's like really didn't. good <laughs> yeah who didn't back in the day you know yeah it was good back in the um, day conspiracy theories <laughs> uh okay that's interesting mm. mm. no nah, i'm just i just like watching the reviews i've just been but like i, I watched too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, I, and I just watch people reviewing weird things but mm. like but I do like but to be honest I do actually love reviews I think if I was to have a YouTube channel I would like to review review yeah. stuff yeah. I feel like I'm I have a lot of opinions and, and critique on shit well, <laughs> now that has gone maybe you can take his spot <laughs> <laughs> space for me to grow um <laughs> I mean, no, we're not we're not laughing at Marad being God. We do actually like Marad. Like, I wouldn't mind him coming back. I personally wouldn't mind him coming back. But I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't think I'll. I don't know if I'll continue watching. Okay. I would. If he came back, I would. I would just go straight back into watching him. I just personally. don't know how I feel even about it. Like, I don't want to talk about it too much, but that is situation yeah. because, like, as you say, he he was a sex worker and he had to get himself in that situation to move away mm-hmm. from trigger warning like being abused but at the same time it's like the the race play I just can't I can't agree with it at all so I'm mm-hmm. kind of like I'm still kind of trying to work it out I don't know which yeah because I get that as well because I'm just kind of like okay look I'm not I don't agree with race play but then I'm also kind of like he was a sex worker and people paid him to do that like at the same mm-hmm. time and and you can charge fuck more money as well mm. To for that, and no, and if it is just like he needed money and he wanted to get money, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like no, fair enough. Like I'm not. Mm. Who am I to judge? You know, I, and I can't judge other black people's fetishes. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they went there for that, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, like, but I'll be side eyeing if that person, if uh, if people. Um, who were non-black were seeking out mm. fetish play, a racial fetish play. That is just like that's a no. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's it's a complicated one. But I would just go back watching Marad. <laughs> I would, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I also don't think he needed to admit to anything as well, personally. Mm. But yeah, anyway. Um, sorry okay news stories quick um, so <laughs> Liz trust not trust um, yeah Liz we don't trust her um, mm. resigned after 44 days <laughs> um, crazy which okay 
I know she needed to resign, but I wasn't expecting her to. I thought she was going to hold on like Theresa May. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I watched. Um, I thought she was going to wait LBC. until she was forced out. I watched an LBC interview of Andrew, Ma- Andrew Marr talking about it and he was like, she's going to be out in the next couple of weeks. And she was out. I was like, Jesus, this guy actually can predict what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows what he's talking about, clearly. Yeah. But yeah, I, like I was surprised. Like I was just kind of like, huh? Mm. Yeah, it I was also like, surprised. It, like it was like surprised at the fact because I would just, I just expect them to just hold on for dear life and just to keep yeah to keep babbling no themselves out of yeah. things. No shame. Yeah, exactly. Like like Boris, no shame. He mm-hmm. you know he held on um, when he was he was out here shaking hands with people, killing people, COVID, all of this. Mm. And they were shouting for him to resign long time. And he's yeah. was adamant adamant he wasn't resigning. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Liz, well, Liz, we don't trust her. I, like, because I, I just, because she's just such a flip-flop, I was expecting her to hold on. <laughs> like, I just wasn't expecting her to, yeah. just, to just stop. What's funny about that is that the day before she went into parliament and then she said... I'm not a quitter, I'm a fighter or something like that. She did a massive like statement. And then the next day there was like, I think what happens when a prime minister um, resigns, they have to go to the king or queen and um, tell them. So like there was rumours, oh, Liz has gone to see Charles again. And it's like the third time in like however many weeks, six weeks. So people were talking, (laughs) oh, maybe she's going to resign today. And then, yeah, she bloody resigned. And I just, I... Mm. I feel like it needed to happen because her plan of economic growth isn't going to work when everyone is poor and people can't afford to buy things. Um, (laughs) But she thought what would happen is that people from the top would buy and somehow it would trickle down. But, you know, that's not going to work. It never happens. No. It like statistically, even like there's studies wise, that isn't how Mm. the, that isn't how the economy works. The economy works from, the poorest spending their money. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. It was a very like, it was, yeah, very confusing. I feel like I'm, I think what I'm finding confusing though, cause okay, she's resigned. Yeah. Mm. Like um, we need, obviously we need, really we need a general election. Like mm. we can't mm. have another prime minister that has yeah, not been elected in like they're, they're doing um, another conservative party leadership fucking campaign thing again yeah but then the thing is though okay cool we saw Keir Starmer doing little bits and whatever saying yeah she needs to resign blah 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 doing his little yeah. bits but I still don't know what what is Keir Starmer going to do with the rise in energy costs I still don't know what his plan is he has put a strategy out he did it like a couple weeks ago but I don't. I don't know. I... <laughs> but then, what is it like? But why have we not heard about it? Like, Ugh. I'm still kind of like, what is he going to do? And is it just this windfall tax? Is that the only thing? Like, mm. what? What? What is Keir Starmer trying to do? What is Keir Starmer trying to do with social housing? What is Keir Starmer trying to do to feed the children? Like, mm. I'm just a bit like, what is gonna gonna go on? I'm a bit confused. We know so, what he um, wants to do, though. He wants to sing that the national anthem, and <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all that's, I know. That's all, that's, that's all we know. That's all we. That's all we know. Um, yeah. So I just want to know what what the fuck Labour are gonna do because I'm just. 
Like, can we just yeah. have Corbin back, please? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, even Ed Miliband. That would be cute. Was he good? I thought he wasn't. I thought he was a flip flopper. Well, at the moment, he's um, the energy, um, like the business energy secretary. So he's he's actually been out here talking and like when he has to um, speak in parliament, he's quite funny and shady. And, you know, I just love a funny, a funny guy. So <laughs> maybe mm. he'll do a good job. <laughs> <sighs> but this is the thing. It's a lot of maybes like... Mm. I don't know. I still don't know what the Labour Party is standing for. Like, I think yeah, this I is just don't... adult life, you know, because my parents have said this, like they didn't start voting until I started voting. And they said it's because they all mm. are the same. And now that I'm at yeah. this level of kind of being a little bit politically aware, I'm like, yeah, they, they actually they all are. are the same. And yeah. it's all a game. It's, and it's true because even like when I went to, when I first went to try and vote and my parents were actually in the country so I could actually ask my mum a question about it and like my mum is very my my parents are quite like secretive mm. <laughs> they're voting for and like I just asked because I was just like who am I meant to vote for and she was like I don't know <laughs> and then and then as well when I was trying to have a conversation it was like my mum didn't know mm. who she was voting for but like but but I think we're more of a Labour family, mm. though, in general. But my mum was just like, I don't know. So I think, yeah, you're right. I don't think anyone mm. ever knows. I think everybody's just like, we just vote for how we vote because this is what I'm meant to represent kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, literally that. Because even people that I grew up with that voted like Tory and stuff, most of the time it's not because they're... 100% agreeing with everything that's going on it's just oh my family do it so I do it and it's like yeah I think by now after seeing the <clears throat> horrific kind of years that they've had I feel like it'd be really really crazy to vote Tory <laughs> right now yeah um but I get why like, people I would... used to do it maybe but then I don't, yeah. I don't know well actually I don't I don't I don't fully get why people... I get it kind of like you just voting what how your family votes. Yeah, like I get that, that. In that sense. But there was a girl... There was a girl at my uni, yeah, who um, she said that, oh, she didn't know who she was voting for, so she just voted it for mm. Conservative because <laughs> she was like, she didn't know. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I wish I didn't vote for them, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, girl, why didn't you <laughs> look into it? I mean, I'm sorry, like... And just in my head, I was like, but everybody knows that Labour is meant to be for working class people. So why don't you just, yeah. if you're not sure, just vote for them. Like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> how does that it's make true. sense? But then I guess some people that just don't know, like, to be honest, I feel like yeah. that girl was a bit, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she, maybe she didn't know. Maybe she she just didn't know anything. She didn't realise. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think... I think it would be delightful <laughs> if there was a new party that, you know, actually yeah, re- represented I need the a new party. people. But th- it never seems to happen. Like, it never seems to get anywhere. And, like, these mm. these ideas when... You remember Ch- Change UK, where it's, like, ex-Labour MPs all came together and Lib Dems and stuff. It's just... It never gets anywhere. And it's like, is it to do with funding? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not getting enough funding, so they can't really continue. Like, what... It's just... It's just really frustrating when there's only two parties just, that really you can vote for. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, I feel like it's really hard for any other parties to get anywhere edgeways. Mm, yeah. However, 
uh, Nico did it. (laughs) It's true. but, But this is the thing though, like that showed, and I feel like what that should really do is inspire kind of like our generation to mm. try and do something because at the end of the day, we're the ones who have social media on our side. Yeah. And at the yeah. end of the day, we're the growing population. We're the ones who are here. And yeah. I feel like it should really just more so like, cause like the thing is like, I I like what he did in the sense of- Should you of, give some context? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah. So I'm going to give some context of what he did. So, um, Nico from the National Defence League on YouTube. That's correct, right? Yeah. I don't watch these people. Like, I don't really find them funny. But anyway, Deanna likes them. But I like um, them. Deanna likes them. Thanks somehow well. they popped. Somehow um, <laughs> they popped up on my YouTube algorithm, and then I'm watching this guy run for the mayor election. Mm. Um, so this this guy, uh, Nico, he has, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm gonna run for mayor and I am going to get in the top five mm. wearing kids sunglasses. Like, and literally <laughs> the guy, the guy is just a massive troll. He's just yeah. a troll. But then the thing is that people voted for him. And I was just like, this is stupid. Like, cause when I heard mm. he was, when I heard about this and he was running for mayor and stuff, I was like, well, that's stupid. People mm. shouldn't vote for him. That's a waste of your vote, blah, blah, blah. But then after watching the video and mm. I'm sorry guys, he did the impossible. He had, cause obviously this guy had little to no funding. Mm-hmm. All of these big parties have millions and millions of pounds of funding. Mm. This guy has little to no funding, yeah. He has his his little YouTube, well, it's not little. He's got a YouTube channel mm. and he's, and yeah, he's got, he's got his YouTube channel and he just like someone, did someone they did like a car or something and then he also mm. was on a boat on the Thames mm-hmm. and that yeah. that was that was what he did for his campaigning and um and like as well some of the campaign ideas were good mm. some tro- trolling he was just trolling basically yeah. yeah um but how did this guy come fifth this guy knocked off one of the what knocked off a big party mm in in the lead like knocked off one of the big parties in the leader mm. all of, and all of these politicians were like livid they were all like <laughs> who the fuck is this guy this mm. guy is this stupid blah 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 and then he knocked one of them off and like so this yeah, guy i'm sorry crazy. through the power of youtube this guy managed to get the votes in and like mm-hmm. um, as well you had people's parents voting for him as well because they mm. were just like know what like yeah I'm voting for yeah. this because like every- everybody else is bullshit anyway mm-hmm. and I'm s- just what I would yeah, just it's... have really what what would have just been really amazing is if he mm. inspired someone a young person to be like actually let's have our own party and let's mm. and let's actually have some proper things to change up make real change and then tap into tap into everything mm-hmm. do you know what i mean tap into social media tap into youtube tap and then and like literally cuz like i know actually go and campaign through um through these through social media like and through mm. even like campaigning through other people's social media and stuff and that's how they spread the word like that that 
could have been something. Yeah, it's true. Or could be something. It still could be. It still could be. It could be. It could be. I, I do hope that something happens. If anyone knows of any secret parties, um, let us know because... Yeah. Do you do you think what's going on? that... <laughs> do you think we're all just waiting for someone else to do it? Though? Yeah, maybe it should be us too. Would you vote for oh, us, guys? Should no, we do a it poll? You. Would you vote for us if, if we ran a um, <laughs> political party? <laughs> Imagine us on, when, in when, the when you say it like that. <laughs> When, when you say it like that, I'm not too sure if that was... <laughs> political. I said political role. Political party. Would you would you vote for us if we ran political party? <laughs> I think we'd get votes because we're cute. Like, people like hot people. <laughs> I guess so. And we'll be hot people in politics. The hot people mm-hmm. try and stay away from politics usually, innit? Exactly. So it'll be a, a shock to everyone's system. And I'm just like, oh my god, cute, and they black. Then wow. <laughs> we'll just get like, you know, like the people who are like, I'm rooting for any, anyone black. Yeah, we get those those people on our sides. Yeah, know? we will, we will. <laughs> we can and make it we'll work. And then we'll just be like, yeah, and just one of our policies can be like, Kalechi is our queen. <laughs> yeah, and then one of my policies is going to be like, we take away all of your OBEs and Dame Hoods and everything. <laughs> Oh, you know, you and know then the me though. Yeah, you know me. I'm, I'm a bit like let the older blacks have what they want in it. Yeah, I'm a bit more <laughs> sympathetic to them. Like they, they want, they want their OBEs, and as well because it's like I know that my mom wants one, and I'm just like oh. I wouldn't take that away from her. Like, go ahead, mother. Do, do what you want to do. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> oh gosh, like that was one of the things that she used to say when we were younger. Oh yes, when you see me with my dame, with my knighthood, oh. like that was one of the things she was. She would say, "Oh gosh, yeah." So I just I'll leave her with that. Yeah, maybe give her one and then take everyone else's away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, or <laughs> well, all the black people can um, have it, and then we can change it to um, member of British excellence, like Doctor Shola keeps saying. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. I do yeah. think though, if ever we get to the level where we are very a, a very popular podcast we should mm-hmm. consider setting up an organization that yeah i feel like that's that's one thing that we that's one thing that we can consider doing i feel like yeah that would be really yeah. cool <laughs> i feel like um you definitely have like I feel like you definitely see your future in this though, Diana. Definitely. In politics. I you know, I, I yeah. I've got so many wacky ideas in my head of thick, like career moves that I'd like to move into. But like mm-hmm. MP, I would I think I would love it, but I would hate it at the same time. I think Yeah, but you I can c- have fun now. Then yeah, MP for a bit. Then you'll get your money. Then get your money, and then and they'll dip. listen to my, they'll listen to a podcast and be like, "Oh, this bitch." There's <laughs> <laughs> me talking about like bunk bed guys and STIs. <laughs> yeah, but then like we'll get the young voters. Yeah, transparency, STI campaigns, yeah. and they'll all listen to bunk bed guys and STIs. Mm. What episode is that? Don't know what number it was, but anyway, that was a real episode of ours. You can go find it, listen back. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I've just got one thing. Yeah. There's breaking news. Boris Johnson has dropped out of the leadership race. Thank fucking God for that. God. Nah, because I'm sorry. That guy is just enjoying his retirement, though. Like, he's just like, oh, fuck that. Like, you guys, no, just he thought, flew you guys from made the me Caribbean. resign. 
He flew from the Caribbean yeah. this weekend. He was um, in, I don't know where he was, but he got on the plane and everyone booed him. <laughs> Good. And now he's probably going to fly back. But get out of the Caribbean. Why are you there? Literally. This is the thing. Like, this... I can't I don't want to talk about him I can't talk about him mm. I can't I can't um, anyway okay yeah. yeah I can't be bothered to talk about how much money she gained she, she's entitled to get apparently I can't be bothered she's mm. uh, tr- Liz trust me not um, we don't trust her <laughs> um, she's entitled to 115,000 as a servant PM after her 45, 44 days and um, everybody's saying that she shouldn't accept it but the bitch is going to accept what mm. can we do um, <laughs> the bitch is going to take her money so stupid yeah. hole anyway um, so actually okay so I yeah this is just really interesting so um me and Deanna, we watched The Woman King um, a few weeks ago. Um, and I think we spoke about it on one of our episodes as well. Mm. And we thoroughly enjoyed this film. Both of us, we like thoroughly enjoyed this film. The film, amazing. And I would still say everybody go and see this film. Like yeah, the film 100%. is fantastic. Um, definitely, definitely one of the best films that I've seen this year. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so... But now, like, so now, recently, um, I've just been on, I was on Instagram and then I saw a video where people have kind of reviewed Woman King and basically, apparently, there's been coys to boycott the film, Mm. which I was just like, huh? Like, boycott what they're talking about. Um, So we're not going to... We're not going to have any spoilers of the film if you haven't seen it yet. However, I do just want to talk about kind of the history of... um, the Agoji, the Agoje um, tribe, no, the Agoje warriors from the Dahomey tribe, um, basically. So, um, so I've been watching a few videos and historically, um, so this um, tribe, like it's all, this tribe is a real life tribe basically. Mm. And, um, and, ba- and yeah, and basically they, a real life tribe of female warriors um, and how they did serve under the, a real king called King uh, Gezo, I think it was, um, uh, which is John Boyega's character mm-hmm. and how, and basically the woman king is said that it's kind of based on true events. So it's just like, it's loosely based on it. Like the main story isn't really kind of like the main, the main story is just a, it's a beautiful story the main story that mm. they tell it's a beautiful story um, and it's kind of loosely based on true events so these true events being as in the um, Ogoji um, uh, warriors and the Daho- from the um, kingdom of Dahomey so basically um, it's set in like the 1820s um, and it's height of slavery XYZ mm. so Historically, the um, the Dahomey warriors, they um, they had this army, and basically they were actually very much and fully kind of involved in the slave trade. So that mm. was in kind of the kidnapping 
of um, the kidnapping of um, Africans from different tribes and um, and raids of different villages and stuff like that where they would kidnap and enslave people and this was how um, Dahomey like made a lot of their profits so mm-hmm. and this is why people are calling for like kind of people to boycott the film and, and stuff like that yeah. which I personally wouldn't boycott the film um, however like however like there's because and I personally say that because there's so many um there's so many depictions of history which distort which aren't historically accurate Mm -hmm. so many depictions you know (laughs) and as well like we can look at a lot of depictions of um these American war movies where like every where they show all of the they're bad people the te- and terrorists as brown people and um and vilify <laughs> vilify a lot of um, yeah. brown muslim people like you know there's lots of there's lots and lots of films with a lo- lot of historical inaccuracies you know mm-hmm. um and <laughs> how they want to portray the film so i i this i feel like calling for a boycott on this film when it's just such a beautiful story where it's focused on kind of womanhood focused on mm. this on the relationships and the the sisterhood of of these women and how and basically these women just being um powerful and just a leading and leading figures you know of of this tribe i feel like it's a shame to kind of like be like oh let's boycott this when we also when we have depictions of um hamilton like yeah yeah you know distorting reality people need to pick their battles sometimes and people need to actually think like what am i going to gain from um telling everyone to boycott this because really like they're there are factual inaccuracies in everything i understand if you're from you're you're a victim of this tribe selling you know, enslaved people to the Caribbean, but um, I don't want to say but even. Um, I just think if it's coming from that kind of place, I get it. I get the anger. Mm-hmm. From the other side, it's like if we 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 want to boycott this. One of the only films this year that has been in cinema that is directed by a black woman, as well mm-hmm. as all of the leads being black. If we want to boycott this, we well. need. To, yeah, I feel like everyone needs to have the same energy for all of these other movies that are historically inaccurate and that have been whitewashed mm-hmm. throughout history because there's not many black directors in Hollywood. So why are we trying to boycott some of the only ones that we've got? Do you know what I mean? By yeah, being picky. Exactly. And I know I know I understand it if you are a victim. Um I just think there's a lot of people who aren't victims that are saying we should boycott and it's like shut the fuck up. Like where have you come from? Yeah. And like literally, and as well, I feel like a lot of the backlash is mainly from white men. Like, Gosh, they just chat so much shit when it comes to literally. Movies. There was one, so one video I watched. I only watched one by this white man who was there saying about how, oh, we wouldn't, um, you wouldn't watch this because I know that this film is going to be praising the Goje, um, blah 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 blah, and saying all of this when really they're monstrous. They're these people in history. They they raided people they raided villages they killed people blah 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 and all of this stuff and it's just like if we mm. look at history if we look at a lot of historical events we can look at all of, and and as well and he said basically how they are so awful that they can be um that they can be 
what's the word compared to Hitler basically mm. and I'm just like and and then start and then he also so and this is where I'm like this is why I can't listen to you this mm. this person because he also went on to talk about how when the civilized West mm. came to intervene um, about like he started to say about how oh when the civilized West stopped um, importing stopped stopped slave trade stopped importing in slaves oh they didn't and he was like the Agoje didn't want to stop they carried on and they wanted to carry on the slave trade blah 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 this is this is what he's saying so that and then how France conveniently France came to intervene and you know have mm. and like you know have a war with Dahomey to stop slavery mm. this very whitewashed and very like mm. it's very white saviorism as well mm. it's like oh look the civilized people decided that slavery was wrong and now they're coming to attack the home because you savages, savages still think slavery <laughs> is okay like yeah yeah like that everything he said that's what it was given and it's like hold on um like because we can go and talk about the french and mm. <laughs> that what their um impact and what their involvement of slavery was we can talk about um, the french's involvement in haiti do you know mm. you know what i mean haiti still have not had reparations because, we can yeah. talk we can talk about france's um the french's involvement in uh the Congo. democratic republic of congo yeah. we can we can come and start talking about the french in all these so-called civilized people who mm. were st- who have still been doing awful thing awful things like f- from after slavery from after um or the French decided they even, wanted to go to Dahomey and make everything right. Yeah, like even now with like the conversations around banning hijabs, I don't know if they have banned hijabs, yeah. but I'm sure that was a conversation for a long, long time that they wanted yes. to ban them. It's like, oh, so the French are the most civilised people now and they're, they're so kind <laughs> that they've gone to Africa and they've now decided slavery is wrong. We need to change. Yeah. Let's stop Let, selling let's stop, people. Let's stop you people from selling your own. And this is what I can't stand. It's like, when now that okay if that white people want to come and then look at the um ogoje and tw- and subvert the narrative mm. to be look how we're coming to stop these hot, awful people from mm. going and being so barbaric and selling their own people like the thing is is that when the thing is is that without European and British let's 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 bring um this great Britain into the conversation yeah mm. um like when they des- when they decided that they had no use for slavery oh yeah they just wanted to turn around and didn't want to go tell anyone didn't want to help anyone mm. with kind of with these country this this country um this kingdom Dahomey that has profited from from slavery all this time all of a sudden you want to turn around and be like oh yeah we don't want that anymore Mm. like what do you expect them to do they're not going to just stop straight away do you know what I mean so exactly that's exactly what it is because they just thought okay yeah let's stop like and this is the thing because we know that and the way Britain wants to 
um, wants to talk how like, oh yeah, there were some of the leaders in abolishing the slave trade. No, we all know that you guys stopped stopped with the slave trade because it was no longer profitable to you. We know what the real reason is. So yeah, how can even- you... Sorry, continue. Oh no, sorry. I was going to say, how just just to finish, mm. how can the Br- Britain kind of being like, oh yeah, it's now slavery is no longer profitable. They decided, yeah, we're going to stop. Let's abolish the slave trade. Now we look so good, um, and then now they've just cut off supply from from this um, kingdom in Africa mm. of from what that that was their only profit and trading mm. now yeah and yeah. how can they just expect them to just full stop because mm. you know like slavery wasn't not profitable for them obviously guys this isn't us like being like oh yeah slavery like of course not mm. but like we're just like we're just trying to actually like can like understand Again, this is from even what we were talking about from the beginning. These institutions have put all of these things in place on purpose. Mm-hmm. And this was also another way, even with the French going to go in there to um, to put a stop to this tribe. Again, it's all there. They've done it with the purpose of like, okay, now we have a reason to eliminate these people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's it's all part of a plan that these so-called civilized Europeans all had in process this yeah, whole time. And, and even with that, it's like the British colonies that were in um, these Caribbean countries. They were getting fucking battered by the different rebellions that were going on. Like people were mm-hmm. dying. A lot of British people were dying because there was slave rebellions all the time we just don't hear mm-hmm. about them we never learn yeah. about them so and they when didn't, the British they realized, purposely didn't document them exactly and when the British realised that this was a problem as well as they're not making the profit they stopped it wasn't because they yeah. all of a sudden became moral beings that really cared about black people and we can see that now um, mm-hmm. they, they stopped because they weren't making money and because their people were dying at like high high yeah. rates so yeah I just think like there's more things for film critics to be bloody campaigning about and it pisses me off that they're using the same terminology boycott as well because when we like we were talking about boycott the Oscars it was because the Me Too movement as well Mm -hmm. as um, the Oscar So White so So it it was to do with different social justice issues it wasn't to do with oh a black woman director has made a movie that is a bit historically inaccurate I just think I think it's just silly that people are uh, using these words, using these same um, words, mm. and creating their own stupid campaigns. Let's boycott this. Let's boycott that. Like honestly, yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, and and again, and this is why I'm just like, this is why it's so dangerous because now mm. we're talking about boycotting the first film of its kind that we've seen, and mm. like, and this was the first film that I physically enjoyed every part of it to the point yeah. of I enjoyed that um I enjoyed the story I like it was heartwarming it was fun it was mm. you know everything about it was just enjoyable 
Mm-hmm. And it like, you know, and it pulled on your heartstrings and you felt emotionally involved with these characters. And mm. the reason why that you felt so emotionally involved with these characters is because it, you you can tell you can tell when things have been written by women and you can tell mm. when things have been written by black women. Like you can tell mm-hmm. because it's just everything about it is just excellent. Like Yeah, I agree. The, and that's I agree. it. And then it's a shame that now people are talking about boycotting the the first the first time we've been allowed to have this you know when yeah, we've finally yeah. been allowed to have something um it's because, like a blockbuster as well this type of movie like it's a blockbuster yeah. one of the first blockbusters that we've seen since we've been alive that have come from a black female director so i just i think honestly when there's so many pedophiles and so many wrongans in hollywood let's not let's not have this energy for black women. Like, yeah. leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. And as well, like, as well, I feel like the the film as well, The Woman King did not, not acknowledge the involvement of mm. these tribes in, in slavery. They didn't, ac- yeah. they didn't not acknowledge it, you know, but they decided to put a different spin on the story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like for their characters, yeah. And, and at, even the, end, at with, the end of the day, it's a, it is a work of fiction, you know. Mm, like, yeah, yeah. Because we could say the same thing with like Pocahontas. That John Smith guy, <laughs> he wasn't a nice guy. Not, not Pocahontas. <laughs> but, but like the, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the movies where it is it's the white saviour. They're coming in and helping the poor minorities that are like in wanton conditions or, you know, these situations, like they're not part of the problem. I think like there's no energy towards these movies. Like let's put Same with like Peter Pan as well. Peter Pan, why? Because Peter Pan was a racist. Was he? Yeah, but well, the whole the the story of it with the whole like um, red Indian thing. Oh, I forgot about that part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> all of that and the and the mm. the, the sav the so called savages are calling them savages the whole time. Oh my god, I need to rewatch that. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, because Peter, Peter Pan has the warning at the front as well, and mm. same with Aladdin has like Disney's put a warning on the films mm, interesting. just about how we know that it's got negative depictions that's wrong and yeah. whatever what about um, even Pirates of the Caribbean we don't talk about how like pirates aren't white American men do you know what I mean like can we <laughs> well actually I, actually so I did mm. look into Pirates of the Caribbean I did look into pirates so a lot of the time pirates they were white um, mm. because basically any in black- the Caribbean yeah, so because basically it was people who had, um, so the peoples who were kind of like in the pirating industry, basically they were mm. might have been like kind of fallen off merchants, stuff like that. Mm. And then they've kind of now living a life of piracy, um, like just stealing and stuff. But basically, because I did read up like were all, were there black pirates in the Caribbean? Mm. But basically, um, in the times of Pirates of the Caribbean, when it was slavery, um, in which there is a scene which they cut where they did kind of make an acknowledgement of slavery. But I'll come back to mm. that in a second. Where so, basically, guys, I was just there looking all this up because <laughs> I was just like, no, why, why Pirates of the Car- yeah. Caribbean? How did they manage not to have any black people in this thing? Mm. So basically any kind of escaped slaves who 
had, who had escaped. And so then they just would go into piracy because there's not nothing much else. On even on the pirate ships, they would basically be treated as a lesser than. They wouldn't have mm. been slaves. They wouldn't have been chained up in that. But they would be basically cleaning, doing menial jobs mm. and stuff like that. And then if it was that, okay, they needed to get rid of people, they would throw them off board and stuff like that. Oh so even in piracy, black people were treated as lesser, even if they were kind of escaped slaves. And it just depended on who like was the captain of the ships and whatever what, mm. and who they wanted on on their boats like they they could they would have had them on there if they wanted to but a lot of the time they're still treated as lesser pe- people Fuck. you know how terrifying that is to be thrown overboard like not only do people like a lot of people don't know how to swim but it's like mm. a boat is driving away you can't see any land anywhere and then you're also in the caribbean where there's fucking you fuck knows what in the water like animal wise like you can't survive in the water no (laughs) like that's just it (laughs) and if it's night time as well you are literally fucked like it's actually you can't survive yeah um but yeah so that's that was the stuff that i looked up about like with pirates of the caribbean and why was there no black people and all of that stuff but um Mm. Or why do we only see mm. one or two and trying to think like, okay, where, would there have been kind of um, like black pirates, blah, 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 and slaves and stuff like that? And the answer is probably maybe not. Um, That's interesting. So it's actually historically accurate. Hmm. Uh, kind of. But oh yeah. And what I just wanted to say with the nod to slavery, basically there's, um, so in one of the films, uh, you got Jack Sparrow is talking to one of those guys, the guy who's obsessed with him, forgotten the names right now. Um, and basically, so they, they were talking and alluding to the trade the trades that they were doing and basically this guy was angry at Jack because he got rid of some of the cargo mm. and basically and then Jack responds people ain't cargo mate and that was the small reference mm. to the slave trade where mm. they were they had the cargo being the slaves basically why and did Jack they take Sparrow that out? freed the slaves they mm. took it out and changed it because they felt it was too much. Like it was too heavy. That's so and subtle And even though. it was a tiny thing mm. that probably people wouldn't even recognize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the interesting fact for you guys. Because mm. <laughs> I was proper looking this up not that long ago. <laughs> like, yeah, that is interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's God, what I read. Actually, we're actually movie nerds. Like you're sitting there reading <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean analysis. <laughs> because I was just like, because it's, it was just pissing me off. I was going through like, I'm all the time like, they're in the fucking Caribbean. Where mm. are the black people? And it's because like, well, I guess the black people would have been slaves, isn't it? So yeah, you, like, and it's not get... a slave movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a random movie about pirates. So, and and a lot of the pirates were people who were who used to be officers used to be mm, um on the slave ship probably used to be part of like yeah the the ships for you know for the Europeans and stuff like that but then they fell off they their ranking they lost their ranking stuff mm. like that and that's and that's a lot of reason why piracy became a thing mm. and they just started Very stealing whatever yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> oh, sorry. Nice. Um, good knowledge. But yeah, 
yeah but yeah and this is the thing because as well and I, I just want to make because uh, just because I was watching it the other day I want to make a quick note about Hamilton because like this is the thing Hamilton you only ever hear good things and sometimes I was hearing stuff about Hamilton like um some people would criticize how we need to actually talk about how Hamilton like why why is it so interesting and so cool that by reimagining the story of the fourth of the American forefathers um, to all be black, like, mm. and when they were complicit in slavery <laughs> and stuff like that. And and this is the thing. And it's true because it's just so random. Like, don't get me wrong. I was So I was watching Hamilton the other day, you know, like it's, it, you know, I, I enjoy it. And I've seen it in the theater, all of that. Mm. I enjoyed, I enjoy it. Um, but it's true like I'm watching it and it's just like this to be honest this story it don't completely make sense and mm. and it is a bit corny like there's parts of it that are corny that mm. is corny and it's just a bit like oh mm. it's just like mm, cringe um <laughs> but like I but we enjoy it and but mm-hmm. and we look at Hamilton as like a nod to black culture in a sense because obviously the whole the whole musical is like mm. basically a lot of it is wrapped and whatever um, but but it's such a random story to have that <laughs> to have that in because yeah. it's basically set it's basically set the same time and it's like a crossover with Les Mis because it's the French Revolution it's like around the time mm. the French Revolution is in Hamilton and stuff like that and mm. yeah isn't that I that's just so random <laughs> it is random I, I'm like one of those controversial people I'm not a massive fan of it um mm-hmm. I just don't really. I haven't seen it in the theater, but like I watched a movie on Disney Plus, and I was like, eh. like, because my brother was banging on, like, you'll love it, you'll love it so much. And I watched it, I was like, I don't really love it though. Like, it was all right. Are you like a Are you like a musical person though? I don't I don't grasp you as I like for musicals and High School Musical, but that's it. I don't really <laughs> like Dirty Dancing or anything like that. Dirty Dancing um, isn't a musical. It is, isn't it? Oh no, so they're not sing. They don't sing. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even sing what, Time of the Life. What else? What's a musical then? Like Hairspray? I don't really like Hairspray. hairspray. You don't like Hairspray? Oh my god, I fucking love Hairspray. Nah, I find it <laughs> annoying. Uh, it's uh, I fucking love Hairspray. It's so fu- it's so funny. So I watch Hairspray as well. <laughs> mm. I love Grease so though. Funny. I think Grease is like incredible. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like we used to watch Sound of Music all the time growing up. Sound of Music. And... I love that. I forgot that, that was one. Yeah, I like an old movie. Like, I love the old vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Um, what other music? Sorry, guys. Tangent. I Mary Poppins, know what. isn't it? We, we finished anyway. But anyway, Tangent. Um, whatever. Sorry, what did you say? Mary Poppins. Is that one? Oh, yeah. Mary Poppins is a musical. Love that. Yeah. And that other one. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, what is that one where they're under the sea? Is it Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Bedknobs and Broomsticks, you there. That is a musical Yeah, they sing too. a bit in that. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah, I like that. I, I just like the old movies. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but new musicals, I'm like, I was never into Glee. Like, stuff like that makes me cringe. So, yeah, so we watched, we loved Glee. <laughs> yeah, my sister loves Glee. <laughs> we loved Glee. Um, yeah, my sister, me and my Spotify sister, we are proper. Is, my sister's Spotify wrapped is all the Glee, like, socks. <laughs> Soundtrack. Fuck no. Yeah. Either that or the Harry Potter soundtrack. 
the Harry Potter soundtrack. Yeah, she's, she's like, listening oh, it's the to best orchestra for... music. Yeah, she's like, oh, I love studying and listening to this. Because we like, because we study, she listens to it while she studies. It's yeah. cute. Because like, in, in orchestra, we played, um, we played one of the scores from Order of the Phoenix. Mm. <laughs> I remember. That's so funny. Because I remember how it goes. I watched, I watched Order of the Phoenix the other day and like my part, because I played clarinet in that one and mm. like literally my part was like, dun, 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 dun. That was my bit. <laughs> the whole way through. Clarinet. Oh God. Clarinet yeah. is a bougie instrument. Is it? I I think I mm. want to bring my clarinet back um, to London. Actually, I think I would like to try. I would like to pick it up again, but I would like mm. to play stuff that I would like to play. Like try and yeah. play like I don't know Daniel Caesar or something. Like, yeah, that would be cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. And just try and find the sheet music and try and remember. How, I might just go on YouTube to remember how to play. Like I remember how to play, but I need just some guidance with the, yeah. the fingering and stuff. But. Um, I might do that actually because my mum's my mom's got my saxophone at the moment so I'm not going to play my saxophone but I want to get back into oh clarinet God. a saxophone but, um, I tried that once yeah. well I tried that yeah. a couple of times I had I had lessons in school for about like six months and I was like nah this is too heavy like I had to carry it to and from school every day I was like that was Can't. me I was mm. um, I was that kid with the big sax with the saxophone on the back and I was like, I just used to leave my clarinet at school mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Oh yeah, so guys, I was an orchestra nerd. I play clarinet, Aww. saxophone, and keyboards. Yeah, just so, just so you have some context. <laughs> <laughs> what my what my life was growing up. <laughs> cute, very um, cute. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, oh, what musicals? What are my favorite musicals? Um, my dad keeps telling me that I need to watch West Side Story. I think they're going to be making a remake of that soon as well. Mm. Um, and I know I know that's a classic. Mm. Wicked. Mm. I do love Wicked. <laughs> I do. I've seen Wicked twice in the theatre now. Mm. Well, I've got a question actually, right? This yeah. is kind of this is kind of off topic or on topic. So this guy, um, I think I don't know if I've told you this actually, but when I met his parents, that guy that I shouldn't have met his parents, but he introduced me to his parents anyway. Yeah. He, they're into like theatre and stuff and I'm not mm-hmm. really into it and then they asked me oh do you go to theatre much or whatever and he asked me as well I was like not really like I've been a couple times but I'm not really that I, did, I don't think I said I'm not interested but I was thinking I'm not really interested in this and they sound like surprised and I was a bit like sorry like what I, I don't know whether it's I feel like people a lot of people that are middle class don't realise that the theatre is a very middle class thing it's not like I did grow up thinking oh let's go to theater for fun like it's just like for me i find it i find it strange like but i get it like it seems fun for some people but for me it's just like "Mm, cool so that's the thing though because and i feel like this is it like this is definitely rooted in classism and again with the institutions and all of this stuff but basically though because the theater has been made to be not accessible hmm like the theatre has been something that isn't accessible to people and it's kind of seen as like so like as like working class people they wouldn't want to see the theatre they wouldn't want to go to the theatre however pantomimes 
is what Ooh, kind I of used like to love pantomime. Yeah, so, yeah, when I was that's the thing. Up. So going to see a cheeky pantomime is like mm. a working class thing, kind of. True. Yeah, and that's true actually. Yeah, and it's like you know the slapstick comedy and mm. stuff like that, and. um so like and this is the thing because my mum as well my mum mm. made like an effort to make sure that she took like kind of all the a lot of the children in our family so like my older cousins and stuff mm. like that she was like we're going to the pantomime we're going to the theatre mm. so so like people in our family so our family that wasn't seen as weird going to the theatre mm. wasn't seen as like why would I fucking go to the theatre yeah, yeah. Um, because like the thing is is that there's barriers to entry and it's the same way how you get um how you'll get like schools um and like a lot of the time mainly in london you'll get mm. schools who they'll put on class trips to mm. the theater so so the kids get access to actually see that and to experience mm. it and it's not going to be something else that's like a, a barrier to entry where it's just like they've never been to the theatre before they haven't kind of mm-hmm. experienced that culture of that and actually yeah. seeing what what seeing the talent of what live acting is mm-hmm. um, so basically them kind of it was wrong of them to look at you and think oh that's weird but as well they were being mm-hmm. classist um, because yeah. it's like oh you haven't been to the theatre your parents didn't make an effort to try and expose you to that mm-hmm. so you can have that cultural experience in a sense um, yeah I find it yeah. weird that when people are so disconnected from what a lot of people in the country mm-hmm. kind of grow up like because for me going to the theatre wasn't even a treat like I didn't my family I think it's because my parents to be fair aren't into that kind of stuff anyway but like even my friends growing up I only had one friend that would go to the theatre quite often go up London you know day out Mm -hmm. in London whatever to the theatre but a lot of people that I grew up with aren't really interested in it or were never interested in it and yeah it's like some people because they they grew up going to the theatre they see it as strange that other people don't. It's like, you're so, are you that disconnected that but you don't do realise you know, that a lot of people are, are different to you and have different upbringings to you? But like, because the thing is though, because it's like the theatre is seen as like an esteemed place to mm. go. Because if you think about, okay, like say if you study like, you know, in English, you study these poets you study Shakespeare yeah. all of this stuff yeah and like seeing a Shakespeare player oh my gosh how revered is that you know mm. stuff like that um, and basically the thing is if you think which is another institutional thing mm. how okay drama was always seen as a DOS lesson but yeah. <laughs> but the same but at the same time the people who would be getting roles in theatre plays stuff like that tend to have a lot of money because mm. and because they'll have a lot of training it's the same with kind of like um you know you've got like the um the royal academy of music and stuff like that you know how you get um you know certain musicians they all go to the same school that same mm. the same royal music academy school and stuff like that mm. and then they've got their music careers you know mm-hmm. all of them have gone through that like you know you've had um what's her name Warwick Avenue what's her name Adele Adele went to the school Rita Ora yeah. gone to the school everybody everybody been in the school yeah yeah um, and so the same thing like with the theatre it's so prestigious to be acting mm. in these plays because 
um, professional drama lessons cost a lot of money, stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like, so it is like a classism thing, but it's funny how they're always just, again, you know, trying to get that big break. You got all the, the black, the mm. black and brown kids, they're all in a drama lesson as the DOS mm. lesson. You know, mm. they're not getting their they're not getting their official education. They're just dosing about in drama. Oh, one day hopefully mm. I could be an actor, but no, they're not gonna give you any help to be able to get into theatre, to be able to become mm. an actor. They're not even showing you what the theatre is to to for you to see that as an option. You know? Yeah. And it's like yeah, it's the true. art the arts is like a classist thing. The same with music. It's like me being able to play three instruments. Like mm-hmm. you don't look at, you don't look at kids and be like, the fuck you can play instruments and like, and you're mm. playing them just as a DOS. Cause literally like, I, I don't, I don't play my instruments now. And I play, and I was playing them through school as a DOS. I just felt like it was just something I did just to, mm. just to do when I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to, st- when I wasn't studying, it was just something mm. to keep my mind off studying for a little bit, you know? Mm. Um, and to not be as stressed out, even though like I I wasn't really playing it. But then that's that was me being in a very privileged place where my where my parents could afford me being in music classes, kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. And I could afford instruments of my own yeah. to have, yeah. Um, you know. And again, that's another barrier to entry. So like, yeah, in a sense, the theatre is seen in that way, and. Mm. And yeah, they were they were definitely looking down on you, and that that is the reason why, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's funny. It's like um, uh, Jack and Rose in <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> the mixture of Here classes, class yeah. clash. <laughs> oh gosh, I was just thinking about all the things that I saw in the theater though, because um, we like my mom just would buy tickets to the grand because basically like obviously we grew up in Wolverhampton, we have one mm. theater, the Grand Theater, mm. it's, and it's very big. It's really it's like an, an amazing theater. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we would. So yeah, I remember we saw cats. <laughs> that was really good. I remember. I actually remember it. We saw cats. Um, what else? We saw. I saw Annie in the theatre. Mm. I saw Singing in the Rain, and I, and we went backstage for Singing in the Rain because um, they used cool. to have um, these workshops where you could book on the workshops and see how they put on the productions and stuff. Mm. And my mum used to just get me and my sister in there, and like we would see how they did the production. So we saw the production, how they did the production for Singing in the Rain. Um, what else did I see? Like I've seen, I just, just growing up, like we just used to go, but mm. that was like, because my mom wanted to be like, oh, you guys can see anything. You guys, you yeah. know, this isn't something that you're not in. And I've only recently kind of discovered that my mom don't even really like musicals like that. <laughs> Cause we always thought she liked them. Yeah. And then like, we would, we went to see Hairspray and she was just like kissing her teeth at parts of it. Um, then we went um, in the cinema, we went to see Les Mis in the cinema. My mom, she was yeah. falling asleep. She was bored. Oh my God, man. that's not like me. me. Like me and my sister, we were enjoying. Um, yeah. except, for Russell, except for Russell Crowe's parts. I'm sorry, that guy should not have been in Les Mis. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he was there just as like, you know, a Hollywood name. <laughs> he didn't need mm. to be there. He could not sing. Um, Hugh Jackman, fucking amazing though. Um, like yeah. I was, just, I was, I was surprised. I was shocked. I was like, this guy is good. Like <laughs> these people are, ama- are fucking amazing. Anne Hathaway, fucking amazing, yeah, amazing twelve minute performance. The fuck, like <laughs> <laughs> she's 
she won Best Actress Everything. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Amazing 12 minute performance. Um, yeah, just like, it's, but it's funny because my mum made sure that like we would we could be exposed to all of these things and choose what we were interested in to the point where mm. me and my sister really enjoy musicals. My sister was very much into performing arts and stuff. Like obviously mm-hmm. my mum saw my sister my, my saw my sister performing in The Lion King, all of that in it, you know, like in, a, in her dreams. Like yeah. um, all of those things, you know. And um, yeah. But um, so like just in that sense, it's kind of like just feeling like we can belong in those spaces and -hmm. I think that's what the importance of this whole lecture that I've given you right now is (laughs) (laughs) kind of like we can be in these spaces we can belong in these spaces and Mm. there there are plays that could be for you like the woman in black was really good I saw that oh I haven't seen that oh have you Um, seen the movie with Daniel Radcliffe I think I've seen it, but I haven't seen it properly. Like I, I must have watched it about like, plus ten years ago. I can't really okay. remember. But like, yeah, you've, like there's there's definitely theatre performances for everyone. Like that's just something mm-hmm. that I would that I would say. Um, yeah. But yeah, the woman in black was good. Oh, and I watched something really good that um in the lyric Hammersmith. Um, that mm. was it was called Running with Lions. That was really good. Mm. That was and it was like a Caribbean. Um, it was like a Caribbean uh, performance show. Uh, the story yeah. was really good. That was interesting. Um, I, w- I saw that last year. I just randomly booked mm. it with my mum. But if I see things that I think you'll like, I'll send them to you, and you can give yeah. you can give the theatre a go because it's just it's yeah. just like watching cinema, but it's live, mm-hmm. and you can appreciate their talent more because it's live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And not everything is a musical as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not into all the singing unless like the songs are good. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, the woman in black was good. That's not a musical. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's in and it was in such a tiny little theater, and it was just like it's weird how you could just be so immersed in the story when it's just so small. Mm. <laughs> like, like it was just yeah. That sounds cute. Yeah, and I, I saw that on a school trip. Aww. Um, yeah but anyway guys we really went off on a tangent I think we're finished now mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what are you injecting this week <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> um, I'm injecting um, something that I've started to do bless you is you. Uh, something I'm trying to do is at the end of the day I'm trying to write um, just some notes like kind of journaling on things that I want to like release before I go to bed so like any mm. sort of like stresses or any sort of anxiety that I'm that's having really good. things that I just want to get rid of and then not creating like a strategy but think about oh how can I get rid of this think is it is it that's something I can control is it something that I can change if not just like release release and it's, it's actually helping me like have have a relaxing um evening or at least um helping me stress less so mm-hmm. um yeah that's what I'm injecting oh that's really good I like that mm, yeah it's yeah, actually really, really like good it, it's yeah. a good idea to give it a go yeah I really like that mm. um, I'm going to inject just from the conversation we literally just had mm. like, I'm going to inject like black people can we just take up space like if people mm. like, and, and as well the thing is like even in that conversation like they were kind of 
looking down on you for not having really been going to the theatre much and stuff like that. Like, and mm. just sometimes, I know, and I know like you shouldn't have to do things you don't want to do. But sometimes I think like, actually let's respond to things with, okay, fine. I'm I'm mm. going to show up space and I'm going to show you that I'm not, I'm, I'm not uncultured just because I haven't been to the theater that much because my because I haven't gone with my parents. Like, why why does that make me mm. uncultured? Like, okay, if I see something that I want to see, maybe I'll go see it. Do you know what I mean? And I just you know feel what like, as well. Sorry, d- sorry to yeah, completely cut on. in, but I just remembered that this guy also said to me, "This was back like I must have been about twenty one, and then um, he we were talking about traveling, and he traveled to a lot of places, and he was quite a bit older than me. Then he was kind of." come in with like a judgy attitude because I hadn't travelled as much as him and he's like don't you want to travel I was like yeah probably but like first of all all of my friends are just coming out of uni and trying to find mm-hmm. jobs so no one can afford to travel and second of all I've just kind of settled into my career like give me some yeah. fucking time um, but yeah like oh, and not I, everybody goes on I family holidays yeah and not everyone goes on family holidays my parents fucking hate flying because that's the <laughs> thing like because the way he's talking though I bet he's probably never had to pay for a holiday himself Mm. he's probably always gone on family holidays that's the thing yeah or with work as well because his work allowed him to like travel a lot yeah but like but then that but that's the thing though like he was a bit older than you and he had the opportunity to go to those places like at Mm. the end of the day not everybody has those same opportunities and it's just not like yeah, don't it's mean not fuck all just because you've just because you've been to Tenerife in Spain for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I'm well, I'm well travels. Like, yeah, to... you, you've, you've been to the British side of Spain. Well done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't mean fucking nothing. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Carry on. That no, just it's fine. Me. I had to but say yeah, something. Yeah, actually, like, I, yeah, I want to inject um, us taking up space and just, um, like, you know what, like, cool. They they decided you're uncultured. No, what? Okay, fine. Look, I'm not uncultured, actually. Like, just, I haven't had that chance. And you can't, you can't, it's not your fault if you haven't had the exposure to it. Like, it's like today, okay, mm. we, we weren't exposed to Brixton before today, as in like like the history of Brixton until today. And now we've just been exposed to it. And look, now we're a lot more cultured after after that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, and the thing is, is like, how are you meant to know unless someone introduces you to it? Like, instead of just mm-hmm. being like, oh, you haven't been to the theater. Oh my God, why don't you guys book something that you think that they could have booked something mm. that they think you would might like? Do you know what I mean? True. You know, they yeah. could have booked for you guys to go to The Lion King. Like, mm. everybody should go see The Lion King, I must say, because like, oh. it is fantastic. <laughs> like, it is amazing. But, you know, and like all of those, all of all of those songs are from a cartoon. Like, come on, man. You know, mm. like, yeah. but it's just something. Like, and that's the thing, because we, um, we had a school trip to see The Lion King, actually, mm-hmm. um, with like a music, a music trip. Um. Yeah, and it was just fucking amazing. But like, yeah, take up take up your space and take it up where you mm. want to. And if people want to kind of act like, oh, you're uncultured, just be like, shut the fuck up. One day, don't worry. Like, <laughs> I'm okay, cool. I haven't been to all the shows that you've seen, but maybe those shows are fucking shit. Like, I, maybe I don't yeah. want to see them. Maybe I want to see something that's on at like a small theater. Um, like somewhere in West. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like as well, yeah. you don't even need to always be going to Central to watch all of these big 
um, theatre performances. Mm. Like, there's a True. lot of like local performances that are actually fucking amazing. Um, mm. Which is like what I've managed to I've managed to just find random things and I'll just book it for me and my mum. And I'll yeah. just be like, oh, my mum's coming up, so let me try and find something to book. That's nice. And like, we'll go and just watch something that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the thing, because even with that, so that running with lions that I booked for my mum, mm. I think that was like, she was like, watch, I think that was one of the first theatre performances that she's actually fully enjoyed. Because mm. she was creasing, like the woman, like was loud, like laughing, <laughs> belly laughing in the theatre. I was like, mate, please stop, mm. <laughs> stop, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So it's just, yeah. Don't let people be like talk, tell you you're uncultured. Like, fuck them. You went to see Bob Marley as well, didn't you? To get get up, stand up. No. I oh, you didn't? I think that was a No, that I was need to, else. though. I'm thinking yeah. it's both my parents' birthdays in December, so I might get them tickets just as a present. Because yeah. when, when your parents get into their late 50s, it's like, what the fuck do you want? What gift do you want? Yeah. I can't I can't think of anything. Think, <laughs> I think you guys will like that. Yeah. I think, I think, I think your parents will. will like it. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to go. And they, they like Bob Marley, so yeah. Yeah. It's on the cards. Cool. But, um... Yeah, so take up your space and don't mm. let these pricks make you think like you're not cultured. Like everybody can, is cultured. Everybody can do. Everybody can. Everybody can go to the theatre. Everybody can learn to play an instrument. Everybody can, you know. Like the thing is, is that again, this is all coming back down to these institutions. They're really trying to not mm. give us access. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. True. Anyway, Facts. yeah. That's it for us this week. <laughs> uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Injected Podcast. You can find us at Injected underscore Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, give us a five star review on Spotify and on Apple, and use the hashtag Injected Podcast. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Alexandra. You can find me at A L X N D R underscore N I C on Instagram. And I'm Deanna, and you can find me at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram. Yep. And, um, yeah, that's it. We hope that you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.